Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is episode no number because it hasn't got a number because I've already numbered the future ones and this is an unexpected bonus one. So this is episode number bonus. And basically, I just wanted to do a quick one because this is going to go out on Sunday. On Monday, or it's going to go out on Monday, Sunday at midnight, so as Monday starts. On Monday, man, I've got so much to announce and share with you all. So I thought, as a lot of you will, will, will miss my Facebook posts, posts and tweets and everything else, I'll just tell you all in a podcast and we can relax and get and get into it a bit more. So I'm going to do that. Obviously, we're brought to you by Speech Development Records. In fact, I wonder things I may as well announce early, it's not available yet, is a new product on Speech Development Records. We're going to have these new hats. They're absolutely amazing. I got the, the prototypes through um, today. In fact, I'm recording this a a couple of days early. And they're wicked, man. They've got our slogan. Our slogan, I think the speech development record slogan is fucking brilliant and it's underused because I don't really put it anywhere or do anything with it. But the slogan is, we may not be for you and that's fine. And that's our motto. So so we've made these new caps that's stitched and embossed in the top. It just says, we may not be for you, which is just a great, mantra um and then embossed in a leather peak a leather topped peak it says and that's fine so that's kind of hidden from the general view but if, if your head's down it's all clear um on the underside we've got a red peak with the 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 speech development logo designed by mr heggie repeated on there as if it's it's louis vuitton or some shit so yeah they're really good and they're going to be available soon um that's one announcement and i've not even started the podcast yet so let's play the intro music and start the podcast Right. Hello. I mean, this episode isn't even an Ask Pip. This is just a listen to fucking Pip. So this could be the point that the podcast has truly disappeared up its own ass. But yeah, I just wanted to have a chat with you all because you're all so, so lovely. And I've got so much to tell you and to announce and to share. So I thought, obviously, I will be posting it online and all these kind of things. But it's all on one day. And I thought it'd be cool to to do a podcast because this is kind of as much as I like social media the weird communication that we have via the podcast has kind of become my favorite form of of interaction and and communication so thank you all who are all you regular listeners who say nice things every now and then and and share the love what shall I begin with I mean man well let's start with I announced online the other day because (laughs) In the last year, I've done a load of stuff that I've announced on the podcast before announcing on social media. So I thought I'd flip that up. So I've not told you are you guys yet. A lot of you will have seen it, but I've not told you guys yet. But tickets have now gone on sale for my birthday and book launch live podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre on August 3rd. August 3rd is my 35th birthday. Uh, you can come along and take part in that. And the way we're going to do it, uh, when I did the live podcast before... I started with a short interview with a guest. Again, I don't like having, I wouldn't want to have a full guest on because I think what makes this podcast work is the intimacy of it. 
um, and we had Ed, Ed, Ed Scrying on uh, uh, last week and that went went down a treat and, uh, and what a lot of people commented on was how relaxed it was and how intimate it was and if that's in a room full of people I think that would be lost so we did the first half as a guest Keith who's a, who's a mega fan who's been to over 70 of my shows and we did that quickly and then we did the bit that was m- meant to be just an add-on but turned into the most popular part of the whole event so basically I had I had audience questions but rather than passing a mic around the crowd, I got people to queue up at the side of the stage and one by one come on stage, sit down with me and have an actual question and discussion. So it's not just, what's your favourite colour? And then I say, and then you're on your way. If it's a topic or subject, then we can debate it a bit. Obviously, we can't take too long because there's a queue of people. But So I think we're just going to do the whole podcast I like that. I'll probably come out and ramble for a bit beforehand. That's in my nature. And then we'll just get comfy, set up and do the whole podcast so that's the plan them tickets are on sale now um at, 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 at on the leicester square theater a website so head there it's on august 3rd that's the also the launch day of my book the distraction pieces book which i've mentioned a few times i've not got pre-order links up yet but as soon as i do i'll let you know and man i mean that's one of the things i've been working on and it's hugely exciting just going over there's been a few different ones in case you haven't caught what it's going to be the way we're doing it is i'm picking numerous themes and topics as chapter headings and then going through and taking sections from different podcasts that are speaking on that subject so i've got some great stuff with riz ahmed about politics and akala so the politics section will have people like riz ahmed and akala and russell brand and killer mike and billy bragg and just all these amazing people all giving their views and opinions on a topic and then there'll be the mental health section which will have Gail Porter and Eddie Temple Morris and Tom Robinson and all these amazing people giving their views and opinions on that. And then there'll be a music section that's got like a Ramesh Aranganathan and numerous other people. Um, I think we've got some Frank Turner bits in there on the music front and all sorts of things like that on live performance. So we have this, this, this weird compendium of people's views and opinions on, on, on a variation of, of topics. So it becomes more than just kind of a collection of podcast highlights or anything like that. So yeah, so that's cool. And that's coming out in August and we're trying to sort a weird thing because I, I, I like to put in effort and time. I'm, I'm from a working class family in Essex. I don't, I, that's just how it has to be. So I wanted to do a book tour for the book, but the problem is, I'm not doing any any spoken word at the moment. I've, 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 I promised myself that until I have new material, a new album actually, because we're going to get onto some new material in a minute, um, that while you're listening to this may already be available. Um, a new album. I don't want to do any gigs, any gig gigs, any spoken word gigs, any full band gigs, any 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 live gigs. But I wanted to, 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 to tour to promote the book. And I thought, I don't just want to tour about and just do a sign-ins in loads of bookshops because that's a bit, that'd make me feel a weird man when my graphic novel came out i did a couple of signings and if you look at any of the pictures i'm the most awkward person in the world i've popped like a a, sh- a shirt and tie on to try and, and feel professional and just it's, it's awkward and uncomfortable so um what i decided that we're probably going to do and again i can't do readings from the book because i'm not going to do an impression of adam buxton as i'm reading his section and his views and comments so the way we decided it'd work would be to do essentially a few live unrecorded podcasts around the country and we're confirming them and f- firming them up. We're going to do a few in Waterstones, hopefully a few in venues. And what it will be is 
I'll tour about. I might bring a mate with me. I'm, I'm talking to Chris, who comes on the on the Drunk Podcast, and the first bit will be kind of him just asking me some questions and talking, and then the next part will be any of you guys that want to come along and come up and have a chat, come and ask some questions. And the thing that ex- excites me about these ones is it's not b- building up content for, for podcasts. We're doing the big live one in London that we're recording and releasing. That's happening. That's fine. But these are going to be just for us in the room. And it also might allow the stories to be a little bit more free flowing as it were. So I'm excited about that. And the most excited thing about that is it annoys me that every time there's a live podcast, it seems to be in London. And I know that we've got listeners obviously outside the country, but within the country i know we've got listeners in the midlands in 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 manchester up north in scotland and all these places so we plan at the moment the plan is to do the london one and then work our way up the country and do a midlands one um like a manchester or something and then do scotland um probably edinburgh it's going to be in august so probably the fringe and the and the literature festival will be on to do that and then work our way back down and do an, another northern one, maybe Leeds or Liverpool, and then maybe come down to Bristol or Cardiff, try and get Wales in if we can, and then end it in Essex. Because in Essex, um, my mum works in the libraries. So I think the perfect place to either start it or end it is going to be Essex um, in one of my mum's libraries. And yeah, that's kind of the plan for that. So keep your eye out on that. That isn't even... He's, it, it isn't even a, one of the announcements what to go with next new, uh, let's get on to new music because the biggest announcement is about a documentary that we've almost have ready for you that we've been working on but let's go with new music so if you're listening to this on monday at some point i think at 10 a.m on monday morning i'm going to drop a new track and it's the first new track in ages and, and let me explain so, some of you will know about two years ago I think three years ago probably probably three years ago I did a track called No Nimbus and No Nimbus came about I was driving home from somewhere in fact I was driving in Basildon to go to the cinema at the Festival Leisure Park and a song by Grimes called Oblivion came on and I really liked it and I started to write a vocal to go over it and then I watched a film and on the way back the vocal was still going through my head so I kept writing it on the drive home and then I got home and I recorded it and that was on the Monday, I think. This is a bit Craig David. I recorded it on the Monday. No, I recorded it on the. I wrote it on the Monday. Recorded it on the Tuesday, and then uh, l- later on in that week, I shot a video for it. And the next Monday, I, I might have the slight days wrong. It's basically in a week from hearing the song to writing the song to recording the song to doing a video to posting a video uh, was all was all within a week. And that's kind of happened again. I was driving back from um, from up north or. I can't think where I, I had a long drive the other Monday, probably after a podcast, maybe after next week's podcast with Michael Soccer. I uh, popped up to Derbyshire for that. Um, I was driving home and a song came on on my pod, a song that I'm I'm very f- familiar with, obviously, and I'm a fan of. And on this drive, I, again, I started to notice the gaps and I started to kind of think, right, I could, I could maybe write to this. And I started to write a vocal and, in that one drive, I wrote a vocal. So I got home and I've got a studio at home now. I had it built. I've been been, been working on it for a long time. Um, I've got some beautiful AKGs in there and some lovely, a, a lovely setup. So I recorded this vocal and then I sent it over to Wargy, who, uh, who, who, who started the podcast with me and produces a lot of stuff with me and produced No Nimbus in that respect in putting the vocal on and layering it over. 
and he put it all on this. And I talked to Tom Coles, who I've done all my music videos with since introduction and loads of other stuff where he's, he's, he's my, uh, my wonderful partner in, in musicianship. And I spoke to Tom and I spoke to Chris Glasson of, of Redshift Rebels, who's also just a helpful and creative dude. And Gemma Stoddard, who's, who's worked on a lot of the videos as well. And is a great dance teacher and choreographer. And we came up with a video plan. And then on Friday night, we went out and we recorded that video. And that's kind of it. It's kind of, it's these ones, no Nimbus and this one, they're kind of really important to me because they tend to just pop up and appear at points where either I'm not writing or there's other things. Essentially, at times when there's uh, some kind of crisis of confidence in some way, whether that be due to private life situations or tough things going on over a year or whatever else, or like work situations. Like at the moment, I'm not doing what I've kind of trained myself to be the best at in my opinion, or the, the best for me, if you know what I mean. I'm working on a lot of things outside of music at the moment, and that's exciting, but it can make you panic and question if you've got that writing in you, if you've got that ability in you. So it's hugely exciting to go, right, let's make something in a week. Let's let's create something from scratch in a week and then just put it up there. It can't be released. It's not released properly. I don't own the rights to the original song. The original song is Stay High, Um featuring a hippie sabotage it's the habits a remix i don't own it so it's not going to be released everyone got mad at me the grimes one and no nimbus then get released this one's very much a follow-up to that it's called no whimpers but yeah i can't release it but hopefully it will stay up on youtube and no one will get mad at me because we've we've created something there so yeah the first bit of of rapping i've done in a while i've been writing i'm working on new material i've I've written some of this what I think is the strongest stuff I've ever written. So there's exciting stuff to come, but but it was all the more exciting to get this this new material down. And it's only a few short verses, but it was great to hear back from Wargy about a particular Rihanna reference in line that, that he, he particularly enjoyed. And yeah, that was fun and that is up. So if, yeah, if you listen to this after 10pm, that is up now. If you listen to this at 10pm, then there, then there we go. If you listen to this at midnight, let's... let's jump around the weekend a little bit because um i'm recording this a few days early um so let's jump around the weekend a little bit also this week and i'm gonna get to the big documentary announcement at the end this uh, there's been so much going on uh, this week i got to write an article um with roy billingham at, at, at bloody elbow which is one of the best and most respected mma blogs in the world it's a blog that i read i regularly i'm a fan of, of bloody elbow so when they approach me to help write a preview for the Eddie Bravo Invitational Six, which is Sunday night on 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 Fight Pass and on a, f- a few other places, it's it's a submission only grappling t- tournament. There's no strikes, there's no punching. It's not brutality. It's this. It's the, the most beautiful f- form of of grappling and Brazilian jiu jitsu and the system that Eddie Bravo has built. I mean, I rambled about this on the podcast and I ramble about it a lot in the article, but I think it's beautiful and it makes for the most exciting contest imaginable in Brazilian jiu-jitsu in grappling, in submission grappling. It's pretty great. So, so I got to write that. So if you're listening to this at midnight, I'm probably up at this point as well, eagerly waiting EBI 6 because the lineup's amazing. If you get a chance, go and read that blog, even if even if you're listening to this after the fact. The point of it is it's a blog for people who don't necessarily know anything about 
the submission grappling. You know, that's the point of it. It's for the casual fan. It's to try, try and show why I'm as excited about that as I am for the UFC at the weekend and everything else. I'm also going to a progress, a, a wrestling event. Um, so I'm crazy ex- excited about that progress, which is of course run by Jim Smallman, host of Tuesday night jaw, which launched a couple of weeks ago and went straight to number one. No, number two, sorry, overhyping number two in the sports podcast chart on iTunes. Um, there's been two episodes now and they're going down a treat. If you've not checked it out, it's on the distraction pieces and network. So I'm a guest on the first episode. I'm going to be on there there regularly as well yeah if you've not checked it out already go and check that out you will enjoy it um what should i talk about next i'm gonna have a little swig of water have a little think if i want to get straight onto the documentary stuff now i guess i do so this comes out this 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 podcast has gone up on on monday the 25th of april and the 25th of april is my favorite day of the year um because it's the anniversary of the death of a dear friend of mine, Jamie Knott. Um, and I love anniversaries because I think death isn't something that should be a morbid and sad thing. Generally, on the 25th of April, it's the one time I love going on, on Facebook because all of our friends and, and Jay's family and everyone are sharing memories and pictures. More often than not, on this day or or around this day me and chris who i've mentioned a few times and a few others will go around to jay's family's uh house and have a drink and just talk and reminisce and fuck i love that it's a beautiful thing but let me this this does go somewhere i'm not just having an emotional rant no commercial breaks was my debut album and i released it 10 years ago today um the date was no mistake there was a point of releasing it on the anniversary on jay's anniversary as tribute so this is the 10 year anniversary and when i've released and no commercial breaks i'd um i've talked about this a few times and i'll talk about it more in the documentary we've made we're basically we're making a documentary about it i'm staying out of it tom who i've mentioned previously tom coles who's done all the music videos and chris glasson are kind of working on it and there's a reason so i quit my job and I'd been working in HMV and I, I saved up enough to not have to work for a year. Only a few grand. I'm a cheap dude. Um, and this was in 2006. And I bought a 1987 Toyota Space Cruiser. And I decided to tour around the country living in that. But before I did, I sent out a load of, of, of flyers. And I'm going to read you. I've got a flyer in, in front of me. I sent them out to just people I know to distribute around the country. And it says, The Relying on Kindness of Strangers Tour 2006. In May 2006, I'm going to get in a van and start driving around the country. The rest is up to you. If you're organising an event, Scroobius Pit will, will perform. Got a band? I'll do a track with you at your next gig. I work in a book slash coffee shop? I'll come and do an acapella set. You've got a radio show? I'll appear on it. I'm open to suggestion. At the worst, I will tour the country and just perform on streets. At the best, small children could learn to love again. The concept album is dead. Long live the concept tour. And then it just says scroobiuspip.co.uk at the bottom. And that was how people would get in touch. So we did the Relying on the Kindness of Strangers tour. And I toured about the country and Chris came with me for a bit. My mate Mutt came with me for a bit. Alan, aka Overview, came, came with me for a bit, who played drums on the album. And we took a camera with us. And it occurred to me recently that I've never even watched all the videos. And in no way do I think that I have some iconic, legendary career that needs documenting. But 
I have built a beautiful fan base and that tour was my first ever performances. Do you know what I mean? It includes like the first times I stepped up to the mic. Before I got in that van, I hadn't said anything into a mic in public ever, ever as a, as, as Scroobius Pip as a performer. So it kind of occurred to me that because we we documented that, that's something that could be of interest to you guys. So I spoke to Tom and said, look, if I get all this, this footage converted onto DVD, can you kind of go through and put a documentary together? Equally, I was like, I don't want to be too involved because I don't want it to be Scroobius Pip making a documentary about how great Scroobius Pip is. That's not the point of it. But I did think it's this cool, cool collection of footage that it'd be stupid to not do something with. So Tom got, got Chris involved and they've been kind of interviewing um, and doing talking heads with the people who worked on No Commercial Breaks. So, so Roscoe Illa, Ross Lawson, and Overview, Alan Shortis. Um, and we worked on it in this, this short amount of time. They've been talking to Flamejar, who, who, who made one of the beats, and Mutt, who came on the tour. So people I was working with at HMV when I quit, like, like when I was writing the record. I don't know what they've talked about. They've talked to a guy called M- M- Martin, who owned the studio that we recorded it and I've not seen or talked to Martin since we did that so I'm excited to see that because that's a fascinating thing because he had a lot of involvement in reality I didn't I'd never I'd never been in a studio before ever until no commercial breaks and Martin he's 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 the uncredited producer of the record which I didn't even know at the time it was just he recorded it all he he kind of he mixed it and mastered it and handed it over so speaking to Martin and all sorts of people and putting that all together with any of the usable footage from the tour, I don't know what's on there. I know we recorded some of the performances. I also know we recorded a lot of us r- rambling and talking shit. I'm probably younger and, and, and less cynical then. In fact, I'm, I can confirm I was definitely younger then, 10 years, 10 years younger. But yeah, that's kind of what's going to happen. We're not 100% sure what we're going to do with it yet. If it's going to be a YouTube thing, if it's going to be something that we can package up nicely and, and sell to you guys as a nice commemorative thing but but we will figure it out i promise you i'd like to do something nice with it if we can sling it on itunes or something on the cheap so tom and chris and that can get paid off the back of it that'd be lovely but yeah i just wanted to let you know that there's a documentary on its way that includes tons of old footage and exciting things uh, what else is on the way uh we've got and next week we've got the podcast with Michael Soccer, who was in Aliens and This Is England and Being Human and, and loads of amazing things. Um, I'm going to swig some more water now. I'm just filling a bit of space to try and make this episode like worth downloading. Then the week after that, we've got a woman on at last. Everyone gets mad at me for not having women on, but it's not it's not a choice. Honestly, I've had so many a women cancel purely by chance. I've lined a lot of, of, of women up for the podcast and we, for some reason, t- tend to have a lot just not work out. But we've got two on the way because next week we've got the amazing Kathy Burke and God damn, it's a great chat. Kathy Burke is an absolute hero of mine. Um, I didn't um, mention to her that when I was, I was, I was younger that she, that she was uh, one of my first celebrity cr- crushes because she was funny and an amazing actress and powerful. So... um Got Kathy Burke on, who was actually has has recently been on the Adam Buxton podcast, which has returned, and I highly recommend you listen to that that first even because we tried to avoid a crossing over to too many of the topics and subjects. So, yeah, check that out. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. It's great. Then we've got Izzy Sooty, who was 
an absolute joy. Again, the time just flew by. A fascinating chat. I then had two podcasts lined up. In fact, I'll tell you about this because they were cancelled and it was a shame. It wasn't anyone's fault, but it was a shame. I was lined up, ready and prepared and appointments booked to interview first Kimbo Slice and then Josh Koscheck, two MMA legends. Kimbo, more street fighting a legend and then you know he's had some great moments and some not so great moments in MMA but I I mean I personally respect him I think he came into MMA the right way with the UFC for example like when he came through the ultimate fighter and if you if you respect the fact that he's come into it as an older dude that's got some injuries he's not here to be the best in the world he's here to have some good good fights and put it out there and then obviously there was that Dada fight that I, I was so excited to talk to him about all of it. And and Josh Koscheck as well, man. I was excited before I started planning it. And then when I started to plan it, I realised how much of an important dude he was in MMA from from being on the first Ultimate Fighter to to, to being one of the first people to kind of embrace the smack talk and, and the heel character and kind of to be the bad guy that, that Chow Sonnen and Connor and all these others have kind of pushed since. Then, you know, him going from fighting so regularly and getting all these knockout bonuses and fight of the night bonuses to getting to the title shot and, and being having having one of the most brutal kind of injuries in a in a match I've seen. And then walking away from the UFC and signing with a Bellator. And, you know, it was announced this week, in fact, that the Bellator are having their first date in the UK and Josh Koscheck is going to have his rematch with Paul Daly, which was a big story at the time. Paul Daly got kicked out of the UFC because after Josh beat him, uh, Paul smacked Josh in the face l- long after the bell and was immediately kicked out because despite what those who don't watch MMA think, it's it's not a sport for for that kind of behaviour. It's not for, for thuggish behaviour. But it's exciting that their careers have come back round and they can re-meet. So yeah, I had both of those guys hooked up and then the day before... I found out that Kimbo was ill and hadn't flown to the UK, which sucks. And then literally at half 10 the night before I was going to get the eight o'clock train to go and chat with Josh, um, I found out that that had to change his flight uh, time. So he was returning to the US early. But they're both in line for future podcasts. So we will be getting round to that. I promise you. I promise you this. That's about all that's going on, I think. Um, I've got the return of, of We Are Lizards and next week, my club night, we're at the book club with a super surprise special guest that I can't, I can't, I can't reveal to you. I want to reveal to you, but I can't, I can't do it, but it's good. I promise you it's good. It's next Saturday. What's that? The 30th? Saturday, the 30th of April. It's a DJ and legend, a much praised, regularly in the top 20 lists in, in in dj magazines yeah i recommend you come along to that if you want to be on the guest list send your names to info at the trash society.com info at the trash society.com so come along to that it's oh, i don't know if i should announce it yet because it's not 100 confirmed but we're fucking coming back to birmingham aren't we we've done a we are lizards at the hare and hounds a few times and yeah it's always good there. The crowd's crazy. We love you guys. I'm a big fan of Birmingham in general. And we were asked back in May and we're looking at coming along on May 20, Friday, May 27th. So all you Birmingham heads, spread the word and get yourselves ready because you know it's always a, a big old night when we come to town. So 
that's pretty cool, right? That's kind of everything that's going on, I think. Um, I've got some more filming coming up. That's kind of irrelevant to you guys. I'm just looking at my, at my, at my, at my phone and seeing if anything else is jumping out. That's about it, really. I've probably taken up enough of your time. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, it's Monday, technically, when you're listening to this. It might be Sunday night, it might be Monday. You can listen to it when you want, mate, to be honest. Um, but on Wednesday, as I said, I've got a Michael Soccer who's great. I loved him, Re- really enjoyed his company. And then Kathy Burke and Izzy Sooty in coming weeks. We will also have, oh, that's what I should tell you about, dude. There's another podcast. There's two more podcasts about to launch on the network. So, where to begin? The, they're both drug related. So I've told you about Tuesday Night Jaw. That's our wrestling podcast with Jim Smallman. It's great. Go and subscribe to it. You're going to enjoy it. Then we've got two drug ones coming. Uh, let's talk first of all about Say Why to Drugs. And this is with Susie Gage. And a lot of you were a big fan. It's one of the most popular episodes is, is when we had, had Dr. Susie Gage on. And in that episode, we talked about her doing her own podcast. And it's taken about a year to get it together, but it's happening. And what it's going to be is a monthly or a weekly um, we're not sure the details it's going to be an episodic podcast and each episode she picks a specific drug and talks about it and for the first i think five i'm her guest and she's talking about them with me and it's more to give her someone to to talk to and to teach and the important part for me on this is this isn't a pro-drugs podcast this isn't an anti-drugs podcast this is a pro-truth and an anti-myth podcast. It's about the truth about these different drugs. The first five that we covered, because we recorded these the other week, I've been busy, man. I've recorded a lot of podcasts lately. Um, the first five that we covered was is weed, alcohol, tobacco, MDMA, and ketamine. And they were fascinating. It's amazing. It's so it's so interesting to me to talk to a doctor about these things and learn the truths about them and the myths about them. And I think these are going to be genuinely important podcasts down the line. I think they're great. It's going to be great to have a body of work that grows that's just, look, here's the facts. I'm not saying you should do this. I'm not saying you shouldn't do this. But if you're going to do this, then you should maybe have a listen and learn a bit and learn the the, the risks the benefits, all these things. So yeah, they're great. And that's coming soon on the Distraction Pieces Network. But also, and this is live on Thursday the 28th at Waterstones in Tottenham Court Road. I've just plucked that from my my memory. The new uh, Stop and Search podcast with Jason Reed. Now, Jason Reed works with Leap UK, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition UK. And they're a group of judges and ex-policemen and numerous other people who who have 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 been been working to change the drug laws in the uk there's leap is is international they're trying to change the drug laws around the world and get things right and on track and jason's doing these live ones i think his first week he's got in fact i think he's got a dr susie gage on the first week and robin ince and loads of amazing people And you can go down to these for free to watch and be in the audience as said just google it or or look at jason reed's twitter or the uk leap twitter or twit or a leap uk whichever way it is so yeah that's coming soon as well the network is growing and taking over um i can't wait for all of these podcasts to come out as much as anything i mean the ones i'm not on it's just more stuff for me to listen to so that's pretty cool anyway that is more than you need this was an extra podcast that you didn't even ask for i've forced myself upon you for over 30 minutes 
I humbly apologise. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, my name's Scribius. Oh, in next week's podcast with, with Michael Stocker, I have the l- longest... I, I basically have a breakdown during the outro. So good luck with that, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hello, um, I just I just ended the podcast, but I'm now adding another bit on the end. Um, I recorded that last chunk um, on Wednesday, and I'm recording this on f- on Friday morning, uh, the morning before we go and shoot the video m- mentioned, but the morning after the passing of Prince, who is without contest my favourite uh, recording artist and musician and performer of all time. And it's it's you know obviously it's a it's a sad day and I wanted to just add just jump on here and have a little talk about it because I mean I I did a few posts on social media I just posted some pictures I didn't feel I needed to share anything um, in that manner and I got loads and loads of messages it was it was kind of beautiful to be honest I've stayed off social media a bit but but when I've gone there I've got tons of messages from people. Checking if I'm all right, which is lovely because, again, an awareness. I've talked a lot of my fan base will know I've talked about Prince a lot over the years at live shows. We've covered his songs numerous times, and yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's beautiful, but I just kind of want to talk about it and kind of say how unbelievably okay I am. Um, and it's weird timing because on the bit you've just listened to, I talk about how the 25th of April is my favourite day of the year because it's, it's the anniversary of the passing of, of one of my best friends. And I love um, the fact that on that day, everyone reminisces and posts pictures and things like that. And it's kind of similar with Prince. I've shed some tears at points, but there have been smiling tears. It was a, a similar thing when Howard Marks died recently, who I had on the podcast and had the honour of spending some time with. Um, death death doesn't make me sad. Um, death's an inevitability. It's a fact of life. It's the last fact of life. It's the, it's the last and universal fact of life. And I don't think there's anything sad about that, really. I wouldn't wish immortality on my worst enemy it's that that to me seems like hell um life can be exhausting (laughs) um but it's meant to be finite and it's meant to have its moments and it's meant to burn while it burns and i mean prince of all people it seemed like he had a pretty fucking cool life like possibly the coolest life anyone's ever lived so at any point when that ends i don't see that I don't see the sadness. I see beauty. Any sadness that you can find is, it comes from selfishness. And again, I think selfishness is a word that's greatly misunderstood and it's a bad press. It's not an insult. There's a level of selfishness in all of us. It's, it's essential for our survival, for our happiness, for our joy. Some level of selfishness is absolutely fine. And the reason I feel the only reason to to be sad about Prince's past and his selfishness is because, you know, we potentially miss out on more music and often when people pass that's kind of a it's kind of a, a bullshit line because in reality 
they're past their prime but you know by prince which came out like two two and a half years ago is one of my favorite prince songs of all time the dude still still very much had it but again anyone who's mourning the thought of not getting any more prince songs you know the dude the dude played literally thousands of gigs and and most gigs he played another gig afterwards somewhere else the dude gave he gave us a lot you know we can't ask for much more than that the guy i believe i believe he had in i believe in a 37 year career he had 39 albums um and numerous live things and collaborations so again like the thought that we've been cheated out of anything <laughs> It's kind of crazy. We we really haven't. We've been blessed with so much amazing music. And the thing I... Right, I don't enjoy or celebrate death. Death doesn't make me sad. But the human reaction to death can be one of the most beautiful things that we will ever witness in our, in our lives. Um, and it regularly is. And... And social media, for all its faults, kind of allows that to spread so beautifully. The tears I've shed have been watching, um, what's her name, Je- Jennifer Hudson and the and, and the cast of of the Color Purple uh, musical performing like on the on on the day that Prince passed, coming out at the end of the show and performing Purple Rain with the crowd and with the audience and some of the most beautiful and passionate vocal performances I've ever seen. And then the videos of the streets of Minnesota awash with humans just listening to Prince and celebrating and singing and dancing and just allowing that spirit to bubble over in every way. And God damn, how can I be sad about that? You know, when beautiful outpourings of humanity are going on in that manner, you don't see that every day, man. You really don't. And I, I spoke, I said early on about um, my friend passing. And the fact is, I remember Jay all the time. He pops up every now and then. Um, but it's been more than 10 years now. And it's it's not every day. It, it, it saddens me in a way to to say that. And I feel almost ashamed or or failing in some way to say that. But it's not every day that I think of, 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 of my dear friend. But, you know, I do think of him a lot. He comes up, but on this day... I definitely think about him and everyone thinks about him and memories are shared and it's a beautiful thing. It's the guaranteed time to to celebrate someone's life. And it's similar with Prince, you know, just the things I'm already seeing on social media are just, they're so beautiful. And whilst I do, I'm choosing to stay off social media a little bit during this period, or, or no, not stay off, just not um, to be, choosing to be, um, inactive um a passive a passive a user to go on to absorb but not particularly to to give much back sorry guys i apologize for not giving you um a much back in this time but yeah i i like i'm I'm enjoying going on and just seeing some of the beauty being shared and and taking all that in and as said i love like prince is without doubt my favorite artist of all time the pictures i posted on instagram and that are just pictures from around my house uh, of different cardboard c- cutouts I've got of prints, uh, f- framed posters I've got of prints, r- records, picture discs, box sets, all sorts, just stuff that I had laying about. And yeah, I posted a picture as well of of my goddaughter Juno, 
not Juno, uh, Lola, her oldest sister Lola, I've just confused them, how rude, um, of Lola at her first ever gig, which she came to with me, um, Kate, Amy and Warren. Um, and it was Prince at Hop Farm. And again, it's a beautiful memory. And that gig was like no other I've ever seen. It's the only time I got to see Prince, but God damn, I'm glad I did because it was he, he he always felt he wasn't of this world. That's why, again, it doesn't feel that weird for him to be, be gone to me. It feels quite normal and logical. It feels weirder that he was here. You know, that's that's kind of the strange fact. Um, and yeah, I, I've seen some of my favourite, I've seen some of the most amazing performers of all time, but every time they've walked on stage, it's felt like a musician or a person, and let's be specific, a human, are walking on stage. And I know Prince was a human, I'm not being an idiot, but it didn't feel like a human when it it walked on stage. It felt like an entity. It felt like a vibe and a a, a a being and a feeling as he sauntered on stage and then put in one of the most amazing, technically amazing, charismatically amazing, artistically amazing performances I've ever seen for hours, for hours. And I got to experience that and that's beautiful. And again, even if I hadn't got to experience that, I couldn't be that mad because there were many opportunities. The dude played like crazy. Um, yeah, if if anything, it tells you to go and see that band that you like and go and get out to live gigs and take them in. Because even if that person stays alive, these things only exist in that in that moment, unless they're being filmed for a DVD or some shit. But in, in general, they're one of the few experiences left that are just in that moment, and it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, um, I just wanted to record a little a little chat. And, uh, and and comment on the passing of the great Prince. And I got into Prince qu- quite late in my life. I fell heavily in love. Not like uh, the wonderful Natasha Fox, who's, who's 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 who was on my Distraction Pieces album and has been on loads of the tours and on the War and Peace album. And she's been posting pictures of when she had Prince records as a kid and, and she went to see Prince numerous times over the years and her mum brought her up to, to, to listen to Prince. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and many people, Indy, all these a lot of my friends kind of grew up listening to Prince and had this relationship with their parents that involved Prince, which is a beautiful thing. And for me, it was, was a different to that. I was kind of half into Prince. And then when was it? Probably in 2003, 2004, me, Mark, Kate and Tracy Ann all went to New York and we were in this bar and Let's Go Crazy came on and I don't think I'd ever heard that song I'd heard loads of Prince songs I'd heard heard all the hits and Let's Go Crazy came on and I was kind of I'd, I'd, I'd always been a fan of Prince I'd been into his stuff but I wasn't really that knowledgeable and that came on and it just blew me away um, and again what a beautiful intro um, and, and poignant intro his embracing of of, of of the afterworld dearly beloved we're gathered here today to get through this thing called life electric word life it means forever and that's a mighty long time but i'm here to tell you there's something else the afterworld and yeah it's 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 beautiful prince i saw an interview as well been posted of prince talking about exactly that how he'll celebrate like he he wasn't into birthdays he he doesn't celebrate his birthday which anytime you find something that's a connection with someone you admire is kind of cool and i'm not that into birthdays it's why i started to release something on my birthday each year it's kind of an excuse to have work to do and not have my family or friends being like, oh, what you can do, uh, uh, let's do this or let's do that. And it's not because I'm against them, they're fine, but I don't know. It's it, Equally, I've 
my belief is I don't celebrate things that much because I feel it should just be what you're trying to do. I'll explain that a bit more. Like if I get a really good gig or if, if I get a, at the moment an acting gig comes in, I've not gone out and celebrated any of them because that, that was my aim. You know, that was what I was meant to do. I was meant to go out and get that gig. And if I, I celebrate it, it's acting as if that was a special one-off thing. It's like, no, I, I intend to continue to get a lot of good things happen in, in the rest of my career. I, I, that's that's the goal. And it shouldn't be a, oh my God, this has happened. Because it, I don't know, it feels like it means you're taking your foot off the gas or or, or making that the abnormal rather than the, than the normal. And similarly with birthdays. Each year I kind of, I stay in on New Year's Eve and I, I plan my goals and, and what I want to achieve that year and things like that and what I have achieved the last year um, and I have a good night of f- f- focus. And kind of one of the unwritten ones each year is to like stay alive. So again, a birthday kind of going, yay, I've, I've survived another year. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not that amazing to me. It's like, well, that was the plan. Cool. Um, again, I'm not anti-birthdays and, and Prince put it in this interview he said um he said if we never knew if no one told us at the beginning of our lives that we were going to die then we wouldn't celebrate our birthdays we'd just get on with our lives and get on with everything else we wouldn't be like yes another year without dying you know we'd just get on with it and then he stated yeah i'll celebrate i'll celebrate my death day um because within his beliefs system he'll be, be passing on to another place so yeah that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to have a quick talk and a quick tribute to the legendary Prince. Um, the greatest to ever do it, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I could keep talking for ages. There's so many clips on YouTube and different things and different moments. His performance of Cream with just him and an acoustic guitar on that MTV Unplugged thing. The wit and the and, and the cheekiness is beautiful. That time he got up with... Um, a James Brown and he got up after Michael Jackson and he got up and just blew everyone away and was just the smoothest. I talked about that on one of the podcasts recently, just, yeah, amazing, amazing dude. And I'm smiling right now. I'm smiling. I'm welling up at the same time, but I'm smiling because, man, I'm grateful for, I mean, today is the first day in my life I've had to exist without Prince existing. And man, that's lucky. You know, he's been going... he he went he, he had a 37 year career that's older than me um so at no point until now have i lived have i had to live without prince writing or recording or making work or just being a presence on this planet so i feel lucky to have gone gone this far with that that's kind of that's kind of beautiful so yeah anyway i'm gonna go and prep stuff for tonight's video shoot rain is scheduled which is annoying but that was the way we did no nimbus as well i was drenched so we'll make do um and that will be up if you listen to to this on monday that i'm gonna sling that up at 10 p.m 10 p.m 10 a.m i think so yeah check that out i'm sure i should have promoted loads of stuff i'm sure i ended the last podcast with loads of really handy links and promos but just go and, and listen to prince man in fact that's a great point the the um mine and dan's first ever album angles on the vinyl they had a thing where you could have something ingrained into the vinyl on the inner on the inner circle on the inner hole and we chose a side each and on my side what i asked to be written was listen to prince so go and listen to prince